Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews, practical instruction, and we hope we do this in a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. Let me give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer. Uh, He does the the hard work of making sure that everything's ready to record the podcast as well as make sure it's out every Friday. If you want to learn more about this podcast, uh, head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. In fact, you'll find out all things Crosswinds on that website, crosswinds.church. So head on over there. Well, we have a, a special guest who's with us um, this morning. Um, actually, you may be listening to this this afternoon or tonight, uh, but who's with us, uh, Executive Pastor Betty Ryan. She's, not again, not new to the podcast, but she's going to be talking to us about a ministry that's very close to her heart and an opportunity for you. Betty, thank you for being with us. I'm excited to be here. Um, you know, for me, fall is is one of those times, and I know we're still a few weeks away from from uh, actual fall. But for me, once we get past Labor Day, um, fall is here. Uh, and as I look at fall, it's one of those times that sort of I I, I engage in thinking about what's next. Uh, January first is a natural time for me, and so is fall. Maybe because I was a student pastor for years, and possibly being a parent, and your kids off to school. Maybe because my wife's a teacher. I don't know. But fall comes around, and I, I, I evaluate: what am I invested in? What do I need to be invested in? And, and maybe you've been even having those thoughts. Those of you who are listening, asking questions such as like, in my spiritual journey, what's my next step? And one of those next steps that I really do encourage everyone to consider, and I'm not saying everyone needs to take this step, or that God would lead everyone to take this step, but I think everyone at least should prayerfully consider uh, taking the step of being a part of Celebrate Recovery. And Betty is the leader of Celebrate Recovery. Um, she has a heart for the ministry of Celebrate Recovery, many stories she could share with us. Um, but she's here to encourage you to consider is this a place for you? And if it is, there's no better time to jump in than now. Now, Celebrate Recovery operates throughout the year. So you can go any any Friday night uh, to Celebrate Recovery. They hardly ever take a break. And so there's no wrong time to show up, but this may be your right time. And, and so I'm going to uh, hand this over to Betty. I'm going to try to talk less and let her talk more as she introduces to you what is Celebrate Recovery and possibly answer the question, why would I, lead pastor of Crosswinds and, and a follower of Jesus Christ, why would I suggest that if you're, if you're a Christian, uh, or even not a Christian, but especially if you're a Christian, why would, I, why would I say that you should prayerfully consider if this is your next step in your spiritual journey? And I think she's going to answer that as well as she shares about this wonderful ministry. And so, Betty, thanks again for being here. Share with us a little about, about Celebrate Recovery. Absolutely. First of all, I just... I am excited about this ministry. It is very near and dear to my heart because it changed my family. You know, I began attending over 16 years ago, and it has had a profound effect on my family. And so because it's had a profound effect on me and my family, it has had a an effect on our community and our circle of influence, if you will. So, yeah, I get very, very excited when people want to talk about Celebrate Recovery. You know, the first thing I think I should mention to you is the word recovery often brings people to think it is uh, simply a ministry. And, and I don't say that lightly. I don't mean simply in that it's it's not, because it certainly is. But for 
someone who may have had a struggle with drugs or alcohol. Now, certainly that is part of the Celebrate Recovery ministry, but it is also a ministry where people who've struggled with what we refer to as hurts, habits, and hang-ups participate. What is a hurt? A hurt is something we've all experienced in our life, something that has happened to us outside of our control, if you will, that has hurt us, whether in childhood, adults, uh, your life. It could have happened yesterday. So these are hurts. Habits are often things that uh, are like resentments and fear and anger and those kind of things that begin to build up within us, and they will come out and they will explode. So if we have the opportunity to go into a safe community and work through those things, then we can find that we can not only uh, begin to overcome those things and live a life that we were meant to live in God, but we can share those with our community as well. And then, of course, we have the ha- habits, and the habits are anything from uh, gambling to drugs to alcohol. Pornography is a big one that we see at Celebrate Recovery, and all of these things that have taken a hold on your life and limited your ability to uh, interact with Christ in a way that is free and open and growing and healthy. Uh, so that gives you the basis of who should come to celebrate recovery. We've all experienced hurts. I know that many of us, well, I would dare to say all of us have experienced hang-ups and even habits that we would like to overcome that would that allow us to now step out of some of these concerns that we've been living with and enter into a relationship with Christ that is growing again. Betty, one of the things that I, I notice about um, friends, church family who, who go to Celebrate Recovery is in the journey, they come to a place where these hurts, habits, hang-ups, you know, um, no longer have power over them. God gives them power over the the situations or, or the addictions or whatever. And, and all of a sudden, they're not ashamed to share it, you know? And I think there's power in that, right? Where all of a sudden, they realize, okay, I may be dealing with something different than this other person, but everyone's dealing with something. And the enemy would love uh, for me to live in this shame uh, so that I can't accept who I am in Christ even, right? If I share with someone I'm hurting, or if I share with someone I have a hang-up, or if I share with someone I have this addiction, uh, they may write me off. And and to realize, well, you're never written off by God. And and any true brother and sister in Christ who would write you off isn't a true brother and sister in Christ. And there's just this freedom I see. And and I joke, it's the most uh, anonymous ministry if it's not. And what I mean by that is you're very careful there when people show up and are a part of it. We don't share names. Um, we don't we don't talk about their story. Uh, they can tell their story, and and that's the the key for me is they do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I, you know, I've often said I can probably tell you almost everyone who shows up there because they tell me as as their lead pastor what God is doing in their life through Celebrate Recovery, and many of them are open enough as they as they feel freedom in Christ to say, and I would love to share this with my church family. Talk to me about that, as as because that's why I say. Everyone could benefit from this because everyone has things from their past or their present or are going to hit things in their future where the tools that, that, are, that, are, that are a part of Celebrate Recovery and then the fellowship at Celebrate Recovery just begins to ripple through a person's life in every sphere. Yeah, I'm reminded of the story of the woman who washed Jesus' feet with her hair and her tears. 
And he said how much she appreciated the grace that she had received because she recognized her own um, faults, if you will, her own sin, her own struggles, and she then could recognize the enormity of God's grace to be able to cover that. And he loved her through it all and, and would continue that. And so at Celebrate Recovery, I think when people enter in, the very first step is denial. The very first step is to overcome some of those things that we have been hiding, that we've been um, putting on the back burner and not recognizing the pain that it's causing in our lives. So we begin with that, and then we go through the process of healing from that in a safe environment that is confidential. I appreciate the way that you shared that certainly confidential. And there are many different ways that we go through that and different lessons and steps that we take to do that. And when we're complete with that particular um, year of recovery, if you will, there's something called uh, the yes, which is the last step, and it's giving back. And so in that 12th step, we are so excited to see what God has done in our life that we don't have to live in shame anymore. We recognize we don't have to live in guilt anymore. In fact, how could we not share the hope that we have received with somebody else? So when you talk to someone who has experienced such deep pain, you want to share with them how you were able to find freedom from that and how you were able to find hope from that when you were hopeless. And so you are right. People will share their stories openly because they also recognize it was not what they did, but it was what God did. It had to be what God could do in their lives to bring them out of the scenario, the hurt, the habit, the hang up, whatever it was, and lead them to that freedom. And it's exciting when you begin to realize that. Let me ask you this because uh, you talk about deep pain. Mm. And, and I think everyone has hurt. You know, everyone has a hang up. I mean, we, we, you already said that. You know, everyone, everyone has these things. But sometimes you play the comparison game and, and you think of a deep hurt and you go, man, I don't want to I don't want to show up because my hurts aren't as deep as those who are around me, yeah. you know, or it, it's like, you know, looking at your life and saying, I'm not yours, but I'm just saying that life right. and saying, um, as I look at everyone around me, I have things fairly well, easier, maybe. Um, and that could be a hindrance, right? Where, where I think, well, maybe somebody recovery isn't for me. Because I don't feel my hurt so deep that maybe I need professional counseling at this point, or or my uh, the 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 things that are tripping me up are, are so major that everyone's seeing it. Um, you know, it, it's not causing huge uh, tsunami waves or really tiny ripples, maybe. And, and yet, I can't help but think that there may be some people out there who are listening to this podcast who who are saying, "But I know I do have hangups. That when I in my journey with God, my journey in other relationships, there's just something there that I feel that God wants me to to go deeper with Him and overcome. And it, could, it maybe it's not what they would classify as a deep hurt. Maybe it's just a hurt." Or, or maybe it's not a deep hang-up, but it's still a hang-up. Is celebrate recovery for them too? Or you say, no, no, it's only for those who have tried everything else and now try this. No, it is for them too. Um, and I appreciate that you brought that up because so many people will say, well, it's not for me, but you should go. If there's anything that's hindering your relationship with Christ, it's sin in your life. And uh, some of those things, again, are, were outside of our control, those hurts, habits, and hang-ups. But you would be amazed to recognize the roots that have grown from it. 
So you may think it's superficial or not as deep as you as somebody else's might be, but those roots roots are growing deep. And Scripture tells us that He will shine a light on those things and bring us out of the darkness. And to try to qualify my hurt versus somebody else's hurt, somebody else's hurt um, limits my ability to heal. If there's a hurt in my life, let me dig it out. Let me heal from that so that I can move on with hope and joy and purpose. For my own story, I did not struggle with an addiction. My uh, my area of recovery was in hangups, was in uh, resentment and and fear and those types of things. I struggled with something called codependency and. Many people misinterpret what that actually is. Codependency is me finding my worth in someone else's reaction to me. So it was people-pleasing. It was all of the things that I needed to do in order to feel worthy. What Celebrate Recovery helped me understand is that my worth is found only in Christ. And when I begin to recognize that my worth is found in Christ, he changed my life. Now, someone could look at that and think, well, that's a minor thing. But it changed everything for me, and it changed my family. And it, it, the ripple effect, as you say, may seem small, but it touches a lot of people, even if it seems, um, even if it may seem on the outside to someone else to be a smaller thing. So uh, I have a personal story that would counter that reaction from people. So if there's anything that someone is struggling with out there, Celebrate Recovery is a great uh, ministry for you to come and investigate that, see others who are struggling in those similar areas as well. It's amazing, like you said, how people become open. So never would we ask people, just share, you know? It's up to you. When you're ready and in your timing, allowing the Lord to help you start to bring some of this stuff out so that so that you can find healing, and then you'll see the community gather around you. It's really an amazing ministry. Yeah, I've never had anyone from CR share someone else's story. Right. If they come to me, they just share theirs. Sure. And so there's, and there's, there, I think there's health in that. Being able to say, you know, this is what God's doing in my life, and and this is where I'm still struggling, and this is, you know, I've had individuals from the church say, hey, I'm I'm going to give my story at, at a CR night mm-hmm. um, if you want to come and hear it, you know, and. Um, you know, being a pastor now for 30 plus years, uh, many people try to hide their story from their pastor. Oh, sure. And so to be in a place where people are actively inviting their pastor to hear their story is one of their pastors to hear their story is just, uh, such an honor, uh, such an honor. And, uh, I appreciate that. I think even part of your story, and we, we, you know, if you go back to some of the previous episodes you share, yeah. um, your, your, your story, so I'm not sharing anything out of, out of place. But you talked about the fact you actually started Celebrate Recovery to try to fix someone else. Absolutely. And then got there and found out these other things. And, and I think, you know, that just goes back to what you were saying as far as, well, I think that I, that's good for you, but not me. And all of a sudden realizing, oh, maybe part of what the Lord wanted was for me to be healed and, and used me thinking it wasn't necessarily for me to realize, oh, yeah, I'm, one in, I'm someone who needs this as well. Right. We... we... We have to find joy in it because recovery is a hard business. And so uh, we celebrate. We celebrate 30 days. We celebrate 60 days, just like you would in some of the other more secular-based 
areas of recovery or programs, if you will. And so when you come in, we celebrate, we worship together. We have a teaching or a testimony, and those testimonies, just not to frighten people, are testimonies from people who have been in the program for over a year, in the ministry for over a year, have really worked hard and have written out their story and now desire to share it with you so you can have some hope. They remember walking through the doors the very first night, and why did they walk through? I asked this question just last Friday in my lesson. Why did you walk through? Well, you walked through because you needed some hope. And so in that, now they want to share their story to give somebody else some hope and to know that it's possible. So so yeah, I came to fix somebody else, and uh, because, and I, I stress this, because I was open at that point, and there comes a time when you have to be open, you have to come out of denial, and you have to be willing, and you have to be ready, if you will, and then God will do the work. If you participate with him, um, go through some of the struggles, knowing that there is uh, more on the other side for you. Um, it, it's it's truly amazing to watch him do the work, which is what he did in me and allowed me to move on and do other things. And it's almost, you know, uh, uh, when you say God does the work, he does the work through the work that he calls you to do. Absolutely. Well and, and so I've heard people say things such as, you know, I tried God, he didn't work. It didn't work. Or I tried to, I didn't work. I didn't, you know. And, some, and as I probe, I realized it was their understanding was, if I just show up and sit, mm. that something miraculous was going to happen. And, and uh, I think God's invitation always is, I'm going to work in your work. You know, the things I call you to do, the steps I cause you to take, I'm going to do the miraculous. Yeah. Uh, but you have to be vested. And so when you talk about your openness and, and willingness to do the hard work, that's when God does His work. And it, it's just a beautiful thing to see that happen in the lives of people. And I've often joked about the fact that really... The reason uh, Subway Recovery fits so well uh, with Crosswinds is because Crosswinds a church, and Celebrate Recovery is really uh, doing the work of church, uh, of helping each other uh, find out who you are in Christ and, and, and through the power of God, uh, get things out of the way, those hindrances um, that the Hebrews writer talks about, getting those hindrances out of the way, the sins out of the way, the mm-hmm. things out of the way, so that you can really know God and make Him known. Yeah, imagine if you're struggling at any particular time, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night and you don't know who to turn to because you're, everything is a secret and everything is hidden. But yet there's somebody that you met on a Friday night. If you're a woman, there's a woman that you met. If there's a man, there's a man that you met. And you know that you have that individual's number and you can call them. And they're not going to be shocked. No, they're not. And they're going to answer the phone, actually. They're going to answer the phone. And they cannot fix your problem. We say it all the time. We can't fix you. But we can encourage and listen and challenge. We challenge each other to do that hard work that needs to be done to do better. And it's those little things. It's the details of the recovery that make the difference in somebody's life and give you the the ability to move forward. I tell people all the time, if you're looking at a stairway and you start at the bottom of the stairway and you think, there's no way I can make it to the top and that's your recovery, well, that's the one day at a time. It's one step at a time. So you take that one step with a phone call with somebody one day and then the next day, maybe the next week you have coffee together, you do something that helps you to take the next step and all of a sudden you look behind you and you've come a long way and the top of the staircase doesn't look so difficult anymore. It's doable. So what what falls he coming up? Okay, mm-hmm. it's not here yet. 
It's three weeks away. So if my wife was listening to this, she'd say, stop talking about fall because fall leads to winter, and that's what she's always scared of. Uh, but uh, but fall is is sort of here. In my mind, probably in many people's mind, it's September. Um, I said that this is a great time, if you're considering, to, to jump into CR. Why is it a great time to jump into CR now? CR, Celebrate Recovery, the ministry goes through about a year-long process of the 12 steps. We are very much focused on the teachings and the stories that we share, and everything that we do is very much based on those 12 steps. It takes about a year to go through. Happens to be we're celebrating our 16th year through those steps on September 16th of this year. So that's coming up very shortly. And um, so we're going to begin again. So we'll begin again with denial. Now, does that mean if you've gone through the ministry and you've been there a year, you don't need to participate any longer? No, because as God begins to reveal things, we liken it to an onion. You take the first layer away and all of a sudden there's more that's shown. And I say, well, he could have done it all at the same time. Why is he taking these layers? But I do believe I had to understand the first part before I could begin to deeply understand the next layer and the next layer. And so we have people who have participated for years, and we have people who come for a year or two and maybe revisit us along the path. But we will begin again um, after the September 16th date. We'll start again with denial, and then we'll work through those lessons again. It's a great time to get started. But then if you can't come in September and you have to begin in October or the Lord puts it on your mind to start in November, it's okay to come at any time. Because but don't it, put it off. No, don't put it off. <laughs> if God's calling you to do it now, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Thank you for clarifying. So that the door's a always bit. open. Yes. But don't use it as an excuse because, you know, I, I just know human nature, right? Yes. And, yeah. and we go, well, I'm going to do it next week or I'm going to do it tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. And the reality of it is if, if God's really calling you to do this now, do it now. I talked to a woman uh, at church last weekend. They know who I am because I'm very vocal about Celebrate Recovery in my own journey. So I spoke to her, and I guess the reason I said if you couldn't make it till October, she was out of town. Sure, absolutely. And she was nervous about that. So yes, do not put it off. Come as soon as you can. Come before um, that anniversary date because we would love to be able to begin to engage with you. And I tell people, give it a few weeks. The first time you walk in, it's scary. It's not scary because uh, we are very welcoming. We have people welcoming you at the door. We have information to give you. We have dinner, which is a great opportunity for conversation. But it's hard to do something that's outside your comfort zone. It's hard to go somewhere where you're just not sure you know people um, and that you have never been before. But I encourage you. It's a great place to come. It's a great community, uh, people who actually care because they have been through it. They have been through it themselves and uh, would love to see you be able to find that healing as well. So they can find out more information, obviously, by going to our website, yes. crosswinds.church. There's a whole section there on Celebrate Recovery. They can get the times and contact information and all those things. But um, before we head into what will be the next uh, podcast, so next week we're going to dig into the 12 steps a yeah. little more, and more than just what they are, I, I want us to spend some time on um, what does it mean to be a part of a 12-step study? And so you have something going on on a Friday night, and then there's something else that I believe is at the heart of CR, uh, which is this 12-step study. I, I think that would be true. Would you agree with that? That's sort of at the heart of the healing process? 
Absolutely. I liken it to if you go to church on a Sunday morning and you engage with others in community and you worship together, and then on a Wednesday night, say, or another night of the week, you go and you engage in a Bible study with a smaller community of people and you really dig deeper. And that's the 12-step. You come on a Friday night and you engage with a community of people who are uh, excited about recovery, and then you take the step to go even deeper and to join a 12-step where the questions get a little tougher. But uh, my husband says, you know, it's it's where your feet begin to hit the road and start walking. And my husband said he participated in a secular program at one point, and he said it did save his life when he was in his young, his early years. He said, but then when he began to come to celebrate recovery, it changed everything. It saved his soul, mm. and he could live. Wow. Well, that's a that, wow. That's a great place mm. uh, to to sort of leave this episode, and, and to get people hopefully uh, the back to listen next uh, next Friday as we release this this next episode. By the way, if you're listening and 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 you're listening, it's November. Um, you can still go to Celebrate Recovery. Absolutely. Uh, you, you, you've missed the sort of what we're calling a fall kickoff or launch type thing, but but you're invited into it. My, my I guess what I would say just in closing of this episode as we prepare to, to really dig deep into what that 12-step um, process is, um, again, and you say, Craig, you've said this about seven or eight times. I just want to say everyone should prayerfully consider if Subway Recovery is a ministry they should be a part of for a season, not maybe for the rest of your life, but for a season, you know, maybe for a year. But don't make a commitment to a year. Make a commitment to a night and see what God does with that. Um, but but if it's for you and God says, take the step, take the step soon. Yes. Don't put it off because human nature and the enemy would love for you to just keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off to the point to where you don't even engage. And um, I can tell you from the people who are around me, some of my close friends who have gone through suburb recovery, it is life-changing. It's amazing. Um, but you got to be willing to do the work calls you to do so he'll do the work he promises to do as you take those steps. And so thank you for listening this week. Betty, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for agreeing to be a part of the next uh, week's podcast as well. Uh, we'll also have another guest with us as we talk about the 12-step process. Um, but for now, uh, I just want to remind you that this podcast comes out every Friday. Um, if uh, you think it's of value to someone else, please let them know about the podcast. And introduce them to it. Um, we're, we're growing in, in, in number now. We're, we're about halfway to 100. And uh, in fact, I believe our next episode is episode 50. And so it's hard to believe, but, um, but we're almost a year into this podcast. Uh, we do it because we believe these conversations have the potential to either introduce people to Christ or help them engage deeper. Remember, again, uh, check out crosswinds.church. That's where you'll find out all things crosswinds. But especially, I'd say, check out crosswinds.church. Take a look at the Subway Recovery section of that webpage and, and read through it and prayerfully consider what God may have for you there. But for now, be blessed and bless others. And I hope you engage in our next podcast as we look at a little more deeply uh, this 12 steps that's a part of Subway Recovery. 